Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Blue Wire Podcast. Welcome into your Sunday edition of... Things we think we know about the Cleveland Browns, a crossover edition between myself, Brad Ward, and all his eyes in Cleveland, and of course, the great Jake Burns in the OBR Film Breakdown. How you doing today, Jake? You know, I'm okay. It's uh, it's beautiful weather across much of the Midwest. I mean, Fantastic. I'm talking like no rain, perfect like low 70s, sometimes creeping into the high 70s. It's awesome time to be outside. I'm in a good mood, Brad. Had a good day with the family, moving around, doing different things. A little cookout happened today. Yeah. Any any exciting plans on your end for the for the holiday on Monday? No, not really. I, I have to work. So uh yeah. Uh well not much of a weekend here, but that's okay. You know. Got a got a kid to get put through college here. So listen, congrats on that, man, as well. Like that is uh that's really awesome to have you to not only see your son graduate. No, I mean, it's really cool. See your son graduate yeah. and then go off to continue playing sports. So, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's pretty, pretty damn cool. Not not many kids do that. So uh, you should feel proud as a father. Just I, that. I mean, our huge age gap between your kids and your son and mine. Yes. But, uh, very cool, man. Well, I appreciate that. Very kind words. And yeah, he's a uh, he's a good he's a good egg. Uh, <laughs> and takes after his uh, mother. Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all his mother. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, well, I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed the weather today and everything. Let's let's get into some uh, things we think we know here off the top of the show. Um, I know I'm going to let you start here with uh, a thing you think you know about the Browns to start our, our uh, Sunday edition of this episode. Well, I'll say this. I, I spoke on my show yesterday. I don't know if you had one yesterday or not, Brad, but I, I spoke on DeAndre Hopkins and my kind of angle, which was a similar angle to Jack Duffin. We kind of spoke about it, and the, the Browns could make it work if they really, really, really wanted him. They could find a way, but yeah. I just I think that if you're if you're pulling Hopkins into this organization right now, it's kind of prohibitive of devil, building a uh, and developing a better future relationship for Elijah Moore, potentially Donovan Peoples-Jones, and you know a guy like David Bell. I don't think you're building for the future. It's almost a very stagnant wide receiver move where it feels like you know even if you go get Hopkins, he's gone after a couple of years on a contract that they could afford and make work. You know, Cooper's gone. I just feel like, listen, if they get him, Hopkins, it's not – it's great. It's great. He's going to make them better. I mean, I get that. But I'm just saying – if they don't, which it's very high odds they don't, I still think this wide receiver room is going to be pretty dang good, and I think it's going to give them a chance to reap some reward into the future with guys, again, like who have a real chance at being here long-term in Donovan, Elijah, and David, and some of those, uh, some of the in-between. So I just I see both sides of it. I don't think that the, the financials will work out for what he's seeking 
uh, and based on, you know, if he come to Cleveland, not, listen, he could go and we're going to talk about places we don't want to see him go. But it feels like there are other places he'd be more inclined to say, I'll take a little less money to go play there. He could feel that way about Cleveland. I don't know how strong his relationship is with Deshaun. I found it a little funky that he wasn't one of the quarterbacks mentioned in that podcast he did recently that Adam Schefter noted of the five quarterbacks. But um he might really want to come here, but if I'm putting like odds on it, he's not taking less money to come to Cleveland and it feels like Cleveland f- feels, re- feels comfortable with their wide receiver group at this point in Tillman too. I failed to mention Tillman is a big name and those other building a future relationship thing. So I get, they could do it, but it just feels highly unlikely to me, but I wanted you to have a chance to talk about it. If you thought it made sense for more of an all in move and, I know Andrew was always in uh, our, our good buddy Andrew Spades always been a big Hopkins believer. So you know, you tell me what you think. Yeah, uh, I tend to think that it's pretty unlikely at this point. But I, I think that Andrew Barry, I think we have learned, is the kind of guy that will at least pick up the phone mm-hmm. and have a conversation. So, do I think that? Um, he did that. Yes. Do I think that it makes a lot of sense to your point? Like, you know, Elijah Moore talking about how comfortable this week he was and how good it feels to be appreciated here. And, um, you know, Tillman coming in with Donovan Peoples Jones, a couple big receivers there, uh, already with Cooper. And it just seems like, boy, that would be a lot of, to your point, you said prohibitive. That's perfect. I mean, you would really stunt a lot of growth, I think, that's potential in that room, right? And you're, and, and you're balancing, like, doing that versus, you know, he's so good that we get some more out of him and we go deeper in the playoffs. Yes. The question is, and I saw some some good statistics put up on this, he's not done very well against man coverage. He's really struggled in the last two years. Now, I know he was hurt in 21 and he came back in 22 from the suspension which again, he was taking some foreign substances to kind of, you know, get where he was going. So that's never a good look for a guy about to play his 31 year old <laughs> season. But yeah, he's not quite the difference maker against man coverage, more of a zone beater, a guy who can benefit from scheme or benefit from feeling out zone. And I feel like those aren't the guys who are paid a ton of money, but he does catch the rock a ton. I'm just sitting here saying, like, if you go get him, is that like earth changing news to your season? And I don't know that that necessarily is for a team like Cleveland. Yeah, I don't think it is either. Like, I mean, it certainly would be a big deal, but I think it would be, I, I just don't see them doing it. Unless, here's the one thing, right? Like, and I, I, let me be clear, I don't really want them to do it. Like, I'm good. I'm comfortable with the wide receiver room, I guess. Um, and I kind of like, would like to see what they have. Like, I wouldn't be mad if they did it or anything, right? But like, um, it doesn't make a ton of sense what if watson went in jake and just pounded the table like for him it's possible i mean he said it on his podcast with uh, his quarterback trainer quincy avery like he's he's mentioned it because the you know it's been pretty well known that Hopkins wants out now there's a difference between trading for him taking on that current contract at that current number and you know doing what you could do here to sign him which could be a little different you can get creative so on and so forth I, it sounded to me like, you know, he wants him, he would like him, but he was also very aware of the difficulty in doing these sorts of things. Yeah. So it wasn't him saying like, I, I guess what I'm saying, you, you can only get so much from a podcast where a guy knows he's speaking publicly, but sure. I just didn't get the vibe of 
they better make this move or else. You yeah, know, I I, 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 he could go in and pound the table. I'm not to say you're anybody's wrong. It's a good question, but uh, I'm sure they the Browns know that. You know, hey, would you like DeAndre Hopkins, Watson? Like, Hell yeah, I do. You know, we yeah, get special yeah. stuff together. So it's a balance. I'm sure that Watson is smart enough to understand that. You know, he can't determine those things, and a lot of the Browns are making a lot of layered moves here. You know. Yes. Yes. So that brings us around to the question uh, along this topic, right? Like, where do we not want him to go? And yes. and in with that question, right? Although we both think it's unlikely he ends up in Cleveland, does that change your approach to this? If it was, say, the Ravens, I I don't think like I get he like Lamar Jackson was on his list. I, I, they could sign him and he'd be fine. I think that they have guys that I would rather be playing over him. Uh, for example, Rashad Bateman. For example, yeah. Zay Flowers. I'd want to be developing those guys. You know, I don't know that I would want thirty. You know, I don't know what Odell is. Is he thirty now or thirty-one? I don't know if I'd want two thirty-year-old high-paid wide receivers running yeah. out for me every week. Yeah. That's just me. Again, if he goes there, are they better? Of course, they're yeah. better. Um, but I don't think that this is a signing where. It just changes the the level of fear I have for that team per se. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ravens aren't super desperate, right? Like, I don't think that they need to be. Their their group is fine, right? They're fine. You know, the team that I look at with this, Brad, and you you can, you know, I think I, most people who have AFC uh, links here are just worried about them going to Kansas City because Kansas City's sort yeah. of the wild card here, right? Yeah. Where they have. A high value young talent, right? Kadarius Tony was a first round pick. Sky Moore was an early pick. And obviously they spent on Rasheed Rice, another early pick this year. So they have young guys, but all of those guys are unproven. And they're especially unproven to be able to handle the burden that is leading a wide receiver room. So Hopkins yeah. going there makes all the sense in the world. The other one that makes all the sense in the world is Buffalo, where they have Gabe Davis opposite Stephon Diggs, but they don't really have a dynamic third guy, and I think that no. they would like to have a third guy like that. So he makes sense there. Again, Josh Allen was listed on Hopkins' list. Like Those two are the most obvious choices. The matter is how long is the con- – there are teams like you know, the Lions are pretty desperate to figure out wide receiver while their suspension city is happening. So like they could throw a good amount of money at him. Obviously, somebody like New England could throw a, a decent chunk of coin at him. Those teams make a little bit of sense to me, but – I mean, again, I lean toward Kansas City being the team I would just not like because I think the level Kansas City can jump to by adding him is pretty significant. You yes. know, of an already juggernaut football team here, as we know. Um, you know, they lost Juju Smith Schuster, but that's you know, and Nicole Hardman a little bit. But they're 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 I don't feel like right now it's hard for them to recreate what they did last year at wide receiver, especially if you get these younger guys that they have brought in, taking some flyers on to, to produce. So there's a clear upgrade there for him, a real, real opportunity to be oh, yeah. deadly there. So that's the spot. I think if I'm ranking them, it's one, two KC Buffalo. And then maybe like just because of the division ties Baltimore, I know he also listed the chargers and Eagles, but uh, those two don't yeah. so much scare me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you make a a great point about Kansas City just in the fact that, you know, they are trying to recreate 
you know, again, what they had, but this, it's like every year they're trying to recreate their production at wide receiver with less and less, right? At, at least to this point. So, yeah. Um, if they were to add him, it's like, wow, that, you know, because they're attempting to do that with mostly rookies and, you know, guys that, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony, who, you know, was obviously very good at the end of last year, but it hasn't been good for long stretches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, adding him would make the biggest difference because they're depending so much on on their quarter on Mahomes right so like to get that production so if you add him suddenly they are a whole different not that they're already not going to be great because Mahomes is that great and they probably can recreate a lot of this stuff we watched him do it last year uh that he would just be such a difference maker right like I think he makes the biggest difference on their roster the bills i think maybe are the odds on favorite i think i heard somewhere um that makes sense too but to not the same kind of uh a jump you know from what they already have on the outside with Diggs, right so um he certainly raises the ceiling i think for kansas city more than he would any other team he does scare me a little bit with the Ravens, like uh, just because of his jump ball ability, right? Like we've seen how many times we've we seen just like Lamar get in these situations where he just runs for his life and then throws it up at the end and somehow it works out. And it just like with him on, uh, on an opposing team, it doesn't scare me like the Browns, but I would prefer he not come in the AFC North. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to, to leave. You know, you don't want to do that thing where it's like, team in the division gets a good play and you're like ah it's no big deal don't worry about that no he's a good player it would obviously yeah. matter they'd be better with him uh, it doesn't make them in my opinion like for example if they were to go trade you're talking about veterans who might be looking to go to winning situations if they were to go get like an Aaron Donald who could be a guy who demands his way out of LA in midseason right or when Von Miller was moved those are a bit more dangerous moves right and yes. and and uh, great point i i just if they traded for Tyreek Hill, right? That'd be yep. that'd be the type of thing that would really scare me. I think Hopkins is fine. He's good. He's a he's a fine football player. Probably more uh, good than great this stage in his career. But you know, at this point, I'm not losing a bunch of sleep over them getting him. But I'm also recognizing he makes them a better football team. So we'll see. That's the play. I mean, that's why they're third on my list. I just don't want to don't want to see yeah. him go there. I think he can make the biggest impact. Uh, you know, being and uh, and uh, benefiting from playing off of the two wide receivers there in Buffalo, and then I think he's just an immediate upgrade because Kansas City faces so much zone already because teams are so afraid to play man against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So you know, you get a lot of zone, you get a zone beater, you get a guy who catches everything. He has a good feel for zone. He can go and get the football. All of those elements make him scary, scary for a couple years with Mahomes. So again, we'll just just sort of. We'll just sort of see, but those are the ones that I think make the most sense from a fear factor standpoint. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Kansas City becomes super scary. It'll be really interesting to see how this plays out for sure. Uh, you are listening to All Eyes on Cleveland and the OBR Film Breakdown every Sunday with things I think I know about the Browns. We're going to take a short break, come back. We've got a couple more topics to hit for you here. We'll be right back after this quick message. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Uh, Jake Burns, Brad Ward, things I think I know about the Browns. Uh, Jake, you had some thoughts on guys not at OTAs. Yeah, I just don't think it matters, man. I I think that if we're still doing this uh, all these years into it, and again, I'm still (laughs) waiting for somebody to show me some correlated data between guys missing OTAs in the team or making every single OTA and the team winning a bunch of games. Like if someone can point me in the direction of that, um, more than willing to hear it. But for now, like I just don't think it matters. Doesn't matter if Nick's there. Doesn't matter if Miles is there. Now, if Miles is there and he and he, and he breaks an ankle, how would you feel about him being there? I always ask that question. Yep. Would you be as supportive if a guy gets hurt? Because all of you who are clamoring for him to be there, you know the first thing to be asked if it comes out Miles Garrett breaks his ankle? Why is he at OTAs anyway? Yeah. Right. So it's funky to me. A couple of things uh, smell weird about the situation. One is why is Miles the only one getting, you know, flack for missing OTAs? Joe Batonio is an offensive leader. Nick Chubb's an offensive leader. David Njoku is a vital part of the offense. And they're going through an offensive renaissance, as we know. At least we think they're doing a yep. lot of different things, adding a lot of different wrinkles. So don't tell me just because Miles Garrett is on a defense that's changing coordinators, all of a sudden he's more important. No, nah, man, give extra attention to all of these guys missing you just want to give miles something to say you like joel more you like nick more right that's the thing and that's what's driving me a little bit crazy but it's it's a voluntary thing man and a lot of guys there and i think this is something that you have to understand a lot of guys get an off-season bonus for for being at workouts being at certain things it's great so there's a there's a huge reason why some of them are there and they're collecting money i would imagine these sorts of things in these big time contracts that have just been signed might not have been a focal point for bonus payouts for these guys. And they said, Hey, I'm just going to take it easy here. going to catch my body up. I'll be at mandatory minicamp and I'll be at everything else. And I just think again, we're spending segments talking about this on shows and it's a waste of breath. It's a waste of breath, man. It's not going to make or break any outcome for this season. So don't uh, spend your time, even giving that and I'm giving it attention, which is sort of, uh, you know, hypocritical of me, but don't, don't spend no. any time on that. In my opinion, it just doesn't matter. No, it's not because, uh, you're pointing out the, um, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, for guys like this, like, uh, Garrett, Chubb, Batonio, I, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Like no. if we were talking about Deshaun or something, then we'd have a conversation, but you know what I mean? This is, uh, this does not matter. He's not going to forget how to get to the quarterback. So I think that's a great point. And I do think it is unfair that a lot of it is directed at Miles, uh, probably because of things that he said about, you know, fans or whatever that somebody took the wrong way in the past. And it's not, he's not getting equal treatment. So you're right. It is a waste. And there's always someone to pick on. If there's, a, there's yeah. always like a main face to pick on. He used to be Mayfield. 
used to be at times it's still been miles already like he's the one that some folks in the city that cover the team just want to want to look at and place blame for yeah for certain things from a player standpoint so it's unfortunate and it's just become pretty obvious yeah i i couldn't agree more and uh it is unfortunate and he'll be there in, in uh less than a week they'll all be together and then uh unbelievably they'll be back just six or whatever how many weeks after that so i mean this this summer is going to fly by with the way that it's scheduled in the extra long training camp so they'll have plenty of time together there so uh good stuff i couldn't agree more so uh ben roethlisberger <laughs> yeah we admits, got little little funny <laughs> things here to close out those are good uh admits on his podcast that he was rooting against kenny pickett why jake why i do not know other than he wants to always be everybody's favorite all the time that that kind of speaks to roethlisberger what a douche roethlisberger the person from you know he was basically alienated from his hometown he is, uh, um, you know, notoriously had the early career trouble and trouble not only <laughs> is his maturity level, but some serious allegations that hit yep. there. Like this seems very on brand for him, if I'm actually being honest, like him taking uh, this angle of wanting to be missed, wanting to be still thought of as the reason that franchise has found success. I, I couldn't be any less surprised actually by hearing that from him based the, on the things he's done. The thing that surprises me is that he so readily admitted it. Like I, I get that believe he, he just, feel that yeah, way. Can't believe like, he came out and said it. Or <laughs> we can, you know, we can. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you know better. Like, what, what? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know better. But yes, I get it. Like, he clearly, you know. Ben Ben still loves Ben. That's just he wants, always that way. Yeah. And why? I guess I get the reason, right? Is what? Because he, he, he wants everybody to still love Ben and, oh, we miss Ben. It'll never be the same, right? Yep. I guess. I don't know. Can't handle being out of the limelight. That's why you. You know, and it's not totally different from other guys, I'm sure, that have retired before him. I, I don't think that's the case. But Ben just saying it is like saying it so publicly and is is just the most Ben Roethlisberger thing ever. It just really it is. is. Nothing more needs to be really said to, uh, for anybody out there trying to define the, the guy, Ben Roethlisberger. He's put it on display for you there again. So not a surprise at all. Uh, another fun little topic here as we, uh, uh, you know, hit these at the end of the show here. Uh, Will Ferrell set to play John Madden. Uh, Jake, I don't see it. I I think I have a lot of respect for Will as an actor. He can do some serious roles, right? Yep. Like, he can do some of that. And there's stuff about John Madden's life that can be pretty humorous. How he does the Madden voice and the boom and all that stuff that he always did, right? Yeah, um, I'm willing to give it a try. Listen, I got ripped the other day on my pod, Brad, because I didn't want to watch. I thought the Barbie movie was going to be bad. Well, I and heard then, this. I then, heard about this. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the last trailer came out and I'm like, OK, maybe it won't be that bad. So I'm going to stop making definitive takes before I see movie trailers and uh, all that comes with it and just say, we'll see. I think Will Ferrell yeah. has range. I think he's good. He's been in some serious roles before. We'll see how serious this movie actually is. But. Uh, hopefully, all I'll say is I hope he gives, you know, all the, the credit that John deserves for the life that that dude lived. I hope he lives up to that role because that guy is 
you know, he's football. Like John Madden is football more than any one single person personified. Like he is the NFL. You know what I mean? He is. Uh, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like Ken, Will, Farrell. I, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. He, he has been good and serious stuff before and, He's also very funny and does do a good impression. It's just like I don't know. It's uh, it, I'll 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 reserve res I'll reserve my uh, judgment for until I see more. But it, my first impression was, huh? But uh, that's okay. Uh, we'll see. It. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, let's see. As we uh, finish things up here, Jake, is there anything else you wanted to uh, hit on here? Things on think I things I think I think I know uh, about the Browns. I you know, I, I don't. I don't think we know much. We we are in the time now where we're going to start putting together forecasts and previews and things of that nature. So we'll try to continue to do some of that with the. Uh, rest of our time on things we think we know because we won't get a ton. We will get some OTA stuff and we will get mini camp and some little nuggets that happen over the summer, but we've gotten a majority of the NFL wide news for this upcoming season. And uh, now it's about kind of being creative, picking up scraps and doing some things where maybe we'll make reference. The OBR has done some round tables on yeah. position reviews across the division. So maybe yeah. we'll spend some time next week talking about the ones we've already seen, the quarterbacks, running back, wide receiver. I think we're getting into tight ends this week, so we'll try to catch up on those maybe next week, things we, we think we know about how the Browns. We'll call it things how we think the Browns are going to stand in the division position by position. Yeah, I like that. Um, I would say my final interesting point, I think, uh, or thing that I was as I heard this week. I think I know you're uh, going here. That uh, I don't think you do, okay. but uh, we'll see. Uh, Goodwin had a uh, uh, you know we always have our camp uh, glory guys, right? But uh, I heard that Marquise Goodwin had a monster Wednesday with Watson. He had a nice year last year. I mean, when he he now he got hurt, but when he was out there, he was playing slot and he was playing wide, and he made some some real plays for that Seahawks yeah. offense. So having yeah. him as a gadget specific role type guy that can also if somebody's out for a game or two step in and play uh, i like it i also really have started to break down dorian thompson robinson for tomorrow really like yeah. the film man i hadn't paid it, it's super close attention but i do really like the film for fitting in behind watson uh, on a rookie contract i haven't so watched that. any film but i must admit with all my criticism of the pick Me too. i heard his interview and smart guy I liked him. Yeah. In the interview. Yeah. So. I did too. So the film matches, I, I certainly see every single angle they were wanting to take. Put it that way. Last thing I want to hit on, you reminded me when you said something you ironically just saying you wanted to hit on something brought something to my mind. Some strong winds about a white alternate helmet Brad, oh, over the weekend on social media. How do you feel about white alternate helmets? I don't know what uniform that would pair with or if they have something specific. I actually saw them, some people that do these sorts of designs post yeah. it with that uniform they wore a couple years ago, which was, was, was that the 75th anniversary uniform that they with the drop shadow, way? uh, 
Yeah, letters. the one that had the helmet letters, right? Yep. They put the white helmet with that, and it was like, all right, I see it. I think it could look good. So I like it. I think I, I'm in. I love the Browns helmet. I get it. And I want it to be just a white face mask all the time, but mixing in a white helmet would be kind of cool. I just think it'd be different. I love the idea of an all white helmet. I think it would be fantastic. I, I do. I, I love it. I want to see it happen. Okay. I want to see it come to fruition. I'm all for it. So I love it. I think I'm into it too. Uh, just giving them the trust though, not to, uh, you know, let Screw it, go. it I don't, I don't think it would look good with their traditional uniforms. No, point. I think you have nope. to have a uniform set to go with that white helmet is kind of what I would say, but the mock-ups I've seen, and I know our own, um, you know, uh, wreck this league set that yeah. did his own thing with the white helmet. It's a good look. It can, it can be a really good look and hopefully people are willing to, Except that, you know, I think the Browns even started out wearing white helmets a long time ago. Anyway, so did they pick a dog yet? Is the logo? No, there's um, they're, they're some debate right? on this. There's the more okay. cartoonish looking dog, which actually yeah. looks better on apparel and then that like. I agree. Almost looks like the if you ever the the, the beer red dog. Do you remember the beer red dog? It's yeah. kind of still out, but it was very popular like 15 years yep. ago. It looks like the dog from that. And I'm very not similar very into it. I'm not really into either of them, but I think of the two, the, the first, like if you look at the two options, there's a first and the, a second. The first one, which is a little more cartoonish, not cartoonish, yeah. but animation no, it based. Yeah, it pops. Uh, that one pops yeah. a little bit more, I think, yeah. on uh, like a hat or a shirt, I, for sure. Yeah, that's so. where I think. I don't know who did them or who gets credit or whatever, but yeah. uh, I think the first one is the one that makes the most sense. I think you make a lot of sense, Jake Burns. I think we made a lot of sense on this show. So let's sign out of this thing before we sound too stupid. What do you say? All right. Let's do it. This has been another edition crossover Blue Wire podcast uh, edition. uh, Also OBR affiliated uh, of the OBR film breakdown with Jake Burns. And of course, myself, Brad Ward of all eyes on Cleveland. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. With that, we are out. Go Browns.